0: Hello and welcome to the Talking Basketball Podcast. I am Mark. I am Paul. Hello. Hello, hello. And we are back again with another episode this week with another guest. We have got another guest and it is a real unique episode, I think, today. Yeah. This is this is different. Because today we're different. talking all about the legendary organization, which is known as Fimba GB. And... Um, Before we go into that, Mark, I just want to say one thing, if that's okay. Yes. A huge thank you to all our listeners. Yeah, massive thank you. Because what what are we looking at now? 51.4 thousand in the last 30 days?
1: 51.9,
0: almost 52,000. So thank you very much. Mark showed me some of the the listings as well. The highest UK basketball rating podcast at the moment. Very, very cool. I liked it when I looked at it. It was like right next to Shaq. It was like that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, but, uh, still so above,
1: Huge thank you. Still above Draymond Green, but don't tell him or he'll come and punch me.
0: Wow. Anyway, <laughs> the, huge thank you for that. But let's crack on and talk about Fimba GB, Mark. We got a guest.
1: We've got a guest on the line. And Who I, is it?
0: We've just realised that this guy potentially dislocated my finger in a game once, so I'm sure <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, we're. I'm just. Let me just introduce Mark. Nottingham legend has played National League all the way from Division 4, 3, 2 and 1 with multiple championship wins. I'm just going to go straight into it. Yeah now stand and cheer. Yeah forward, forward, forward number 4 Bruce, Bruce Loader One that wasn't a bad one.
2: That was all right. I mean I'm number seven, but
0: well it was okay. You not a cheer if you said number seven. I thought you said four. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Well, Bruce, welcome. Um, we're really, really pleased that you came on the show because we've had quite a few guests who are part of the Fimba GB setup, and it's just one of those amazingly awesome, cool things, and we just wanted to go in more detail about it. Well, I want to learn what it is. What is
1: Fimba? tell us tell me tell us tell everyone Expl- I mean, explain Fimba.
2: thanks a lot for getting me on it is it is genuinely brilliant and you know if you've got 52000 listeners then you know if every one of those gives a pound to support us in our journey that would be fantastic but but fimber is an amazing organisation we are we are masters basketball we are great britain masters basketball from 35 all the way up we've got 70s age group on on the men's side 65 on the women 14 different age categories and yeah, these guys are phenomenal you know we're we're still quite young and fit and healthy at 35 40 45 whatever we are but you see these 70 year olds running up and down the court going just as hard as us and still running and still jumping and still being physical you know they are genuine inspirations it is an awesome organization um do you want a quick history of it yeah absolutely give us us
1: history i want to know first of all who i decided that 35 was the lower cut off to say right that after that that's the Masters
2: so that's that was FIMBA Global Okay. so if FIBA which is the governing body of world basketball there is a Masters version which is FIMBA M for, for the Masters um, I don't know because for me 35 most 35 year olds are still playing
0: I
1: mean LeBron wouldn't be happy with that if you went mate you're a Master now and be like no no I'm still playing in the, in the regular league I mean, <laughs> I'd be happy if you had a British Passport <laughs> <laughs> But
2: yeah, it, I, I think it is, it's kind of that, that go-between, but when you, when you look at the 35s, it, it's always really difficult to manage the training sessions because you've got to go around the National league schedule for them all still, because they're all playing Div 2, Div 1, whatever it may be. When you get to 40s, it's more Div 2, Div 3, and then above that, it's local league and you know, mostly coaching and, and giving a little bit back to the community from the years that they put, it, put into it
0: themselves.
1: So, is am I right in thinking that if you say uh, we didn't qualify for Paris in twenty twenty four this year uh, for going to the Olympics, but if we did have a team that went to the Olympics, uh, once you get to a stage of being past that, that's where you be in FIMBA effectively for GB.
2: Yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. So we are we are the, the 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 opportunity to carry on representing your country for the um, I don't want to say the older athlete, the more mature, experienced athlete.
1: And is that um, GB or United Kingdom? Because I know with athletics and things, there's obviously, um, and football, there can be amalgamations and other times they're split off. So how does that work?
2: So we are GB, so we are uh, Basketball Scotland, Basketball England, Basketball Wales. Okay. Nor- Northern Ireland is part of Fimba Island. Ah, okay. So it's kind of like um, the British and Irish lines without Ireland.
0: Amazing. And you know what? One of the things that I love about FIMBA GB, um, and it was the reason I s- saw it and started wanting to get into it, is you see the the pictures from these tournaments and everyone just looks like they're having an absolute blast.
2: And you know what? That, that's the biggest thing. You know, FIMBA GB is, is, I mean, we compete. We, we compete hard on court. You know, we've won, I can't remember how many medals now. A lot of medals. Hang on, I should know, shouldn't know. I? I think it's
0: six medals, six international medals. Two, No. Two, no, was it?
2: Ten. Got Ten. Six, six European ones and four world ones. There you go. That's wow. pretty good. That's really but, cool. You know, we, we compete and we like to play hard. And, and, you know, when it comes down to getting on court, you know, as, as players yourself, you know that you your, your brain goes, your mind goes, and you're just fully focused on that. And then the final whistle goes, the final hooter goes, and you're different where you didn't have at, um, national league level is you're then in the bar with the opposition, having a beer and discussing the game. And then you're going in, in the pool and you're doing one of my fondest memories of, of Malaga, um, in 2022, um, we were we were all all the FIMBA teams were in one hotel, which was great because then every morning you come down to breakfast and you've got sixties women, the fifties men, everybody's there. Well, you're talking
0: two, like maybe like two hundred odd people, aren't you? Like really all together. Well, yeah, I think it's,
2: I, at a tournament we normally it's about two hundred forty players.
0: Yeah, amazing.
2: Not, not including then you've got the coaches, you've got the physios, you've got the team managers, um, you've got all the support staff. You know, it's a huge, huge thing. Um, and just coming down for breakfast, seeing everybody in the same kit as you and you just go and have a chat with them. Oh, you know, are you playing today? Who are you playing? How are you going to get on? And it's just this lovely inter-age group um, socialization site. And um, we were sat by the pool one day and I was always up very early, even though we kind of got home fairly late most nights. Is
0: that training? Was extra training in the gym?
2: Yeah, it was weightlifting <laughs> mostly with our right arms. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, so we're always back we've always well, always the last team back um, but i was always up early so i was sat by the pool and one of my teammates was with me, with me a guy called ryan um lovely guy um bit odd but lovely guy we call him sweary ryan in in our house okay um, him and i were watching and the um the water aerobics started and you've got this young spanish kid taking all these nice old ladies into the water aerobics and obviously all the FIMBA teams are still asleep because they're nourishing their bodies, getting ready for the tournament and the day ahead, and no, definitely not nursing hangovers. Um, and Ryan and I looked at each other and said, we need to get the whole team doing this tomorrow morning. <laughs> Brilliant. So the message goes round to the whole of the GB Wolf Pack, And then next morning, we are in the pool, the coach is in the pool, the physios in the pool, the team managers in the pool. And yeah, I'm, I'm six foot five, and I'm relatively short for that team, you got some big guys on there um you know rod wellington you, you know from your neck of the woods great legend of the game a you know, massive guy and we're all there doing the water aerobics in front of these little spanish kids and they didn't know what to do because we, we, we were doing it we we're taking it seriously and we've had so many then of the other Fimber teams are sort of around the pool filming us we've got we've got it literally from every single angle we've got our water aerobic session
0: <laughs> oh brilliant i bet those those elderly <laughs> ladies were like this is great <laughs> yeah,
2: I imagine so.
0: So you just said I'd,
1: that I'd
2: rather not think about it. <laughs>
1: you, you said there's like two hundred odd people there, obviously with with the hmm. the Fimber squad. How many squads or how many teams are there in total? How many countries are there in total? Because it's like wherever you are at this resort, wherever it's basically basketball just descends on it, I guess.
2: Yeah, it does. So it varies tournament to, to tournament. Um, uh, the world champ. It's strange. The world champions tend to be less teams because they they're more a lot more global obviously then the cost goes up um and and in europe you have so many of the european teams that are basketball mad you know that the uk isn't but we're still putting 15 16 teams into these tournaments which is a huge you know a huge statement we we are the we have the most number of teams at any tournament we've been to oh really As, as GB, you know this small basketball nation that nobody thinks can play basketball and has no interest in basketball. When it comes to masters, we are the most well-represented country.
0: Oh, well, that oh, that's that's says something. That, that is says fantastic. something in yeah. itself, doesn't it? Why? Why?
1: Yeah. why where's the fun- Why? Why is the the funding not behind that then, with like Sport England and stuff like that to keep promoting these sort of things just out of you know? From I think a, you're looking at a layman. Just general funding in basketball, then. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. pretty poor. Okay, so you, look, when I badminton's saw a thing-
0: higher than for funding than basketball it's yeah like, but you look on. at the
1: funding that they put in for things like yachting and stuff for example now i like sailing and so forth but you see the funding they put in for stuff like that or a question the funding is through the roof and you go uh how many people have access to even do anything like that it's, yeah it's tiny and yet what do yeah. you need for basketball you need a basketball and a hoop and, and someone to go play with or just shoot by yourself yeah if you mean <laughs> you don't even need
2: anyone <laughs> to play with it's nah. fine you can play it solitary it's okay nah, I you, mean, can you, get, a... you
1: can just get get waste paper basket a bit of paper and just Kobe it yeah. absolutely
0: <laughs> but that the, you know just, just going through that, that just highlighting what you said there and that was one of the things that just really stood out to me in all the pictures because I knew some of the players in the over 40s and the over 35 men's, and they were just posting stuff on Facebook and then you just saw it and went that just looks like so much fun yeah. just looks like you're playing hard that finishes right you're just hanging out with friends
2: it's exactly that it is you know we we all rocked up we, we got there um, so, um from my experience we got there the day before the tournament started and we were all arriving at different times and we said like guys just meet by the pool and then the first guys there in the swimming shorts sun beautiful weather sunglasses on with a beer and then someone else arrives and someone else arrives and then you yeah, know, the 35s were there as well. The 45s came because we used to train together. The 45s, and then you've just got—we're just having fun. We're just chilling by the pool. You know, we have no idea what this tournament is going to be like. We have no idea what level it's going to be because the first tournament we've ever entered. We have no idea how we're going to do. We have no idea how our bodies are going to hold up. We're just all of us really excited and really chilled out, and it, it just became this sort of family holiday with not just your friends, but. I don't want to speak ill of the older generations, but you know, your parents, your grandparents were kind of there as well because you had from the 80 year olds all the way down to the 35 year olds. And then I was fortunate. My family came as well and some of the other guys families there. So you've got the kids there coming to the games and cheering their parents on. It's just, yeah, it's just such a, an amazing experience, um, and I'm very, very privileged to have been a part of. Um, Similarly, we went to Croatia, and, and you know, whilst I'm not playing this year, going to Italy, I'm, I'm helping out on the coaching side, and I just can't wait to go back because it is just, it's just so much fun, and it, you know, you make lifelong friends and lifelong memories, and every day, you know, whether you win or lose, is fun.
1: But you're all self-funded
2: and that's the biggest issue you know ultimately we have retired people we have um single mums we have single parents we have people that um, can't afford to run these go to these tiny tournaments and it's the kind of, of experience that is so unique um that it's a shame that not everyone will get to experience that you know you've got the ability you've been picked to play for your country and you can't go because you can't afford it and that's something that as a FIMBA, we're desperately to try and, trying to avoid. So whilst the individual teams can raise their own sponsors, um, which goes towards that team, FIMBA as an organization also raises their own money for those that you know can't afford to go it, because money shouldn't be a reason why you can't represent your country. Yeah. So, you know, if anybody's out there, like I said, you're 52,000 listeners. If all of you give me a quid, then everyone's going to, going to Italy. Everyone that, that needs to go, that, that has earned the right to represent their country can go to Italy next year.
0: Can I just highlight something that Bruce said there? And this is why this is the coolest thing in the world. You're representing your country. Yeah, 100%. And you put that jersey on. I mean, what's it feel like to put that GB jersey on?
2: It's. It, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it again, to be honest. There you
0: go, Mark. There you go. It, it
2: is just... Yeah, putting it on is is one thing you know ultimately it's got your name on the back that's great but i, I don't care about that it's got great britain on the front
1: You're playing for yeah. the name on the front not the one on the back yeah
2: exactly You're yeah, yeah. playing for that name on the front and you put it on and we we were fortunate again one of our other players um was quite high up in jordan so we all got a nice jordan kit to play in as well so then it, you know for us it was an even nicer experience because we, we've got that and for the girls and and, and men going this year we've got um, an agreement now with Kit King, so yeah that was huge King, wasn't it all 16 teams are going to be kitted out in night gear which again it just just raises the profile and makes them what is an amazing experience now all of a sudden it's going to be a night show which is so synonymous with basketball it's going to be, feel even better for these guys it's just I, I, that first the first time you put it on is great but then the first time you walk onto court with it it's a mixture of wanting to throw up <laughs> having all the pressure in the world on top of you just it, uh, but also just wow is this, yeah. a, is this really happening to me because I, I never got the opportunity to to play in age groups i played other sports a county and international to a point but not this kind of level um and to have that experience at 40 what would i be, mean? 41 42 years old to, to, to be able to have the opportunity to still represent your country it's just brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. Because there are a lot of people that certainly in, in, in and where FIMBA is so good is we, we don't really care about your historical background in terms of basketball ability. If you've played BBL, international, college, national league, local league, we don't care. You're coming to us as a, as an individual of Masters Basketball. Because there are some people that never played National League because they didn't have the time they had work commitments they couldn't give up the training time and the weekend time but they're still now getting opportunity to play for their country because they're good enough and that's just fantastic
1: what you're saying bruce is i've got a chance yeah (laughs) i didn't say that
0: (laughs) um bruce i just want to ask you when you um when you first scored with the jersey on what's that like did you, did you, did you, was it a relief or was it like goosebumps or was it, what was it? It was,
2: it was a massive relief.
1: Was I it blown, your first shot?
2: No, I'd blown three layups before oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know what it was? It, I blew three layups. I got fouled. I blew the first free throw and I thought, right, come on, this is getting ridiculous now. And it, and it actually having that second free throw, calm me down, hit that. And then I was fine. Yeah. Then I, then I got into my, my, um my rhythm a little bit more, but yeah, I, God, the, th- the first one I missed. I was fast break, beautiful pass from Stephen Gale. And Stephen Gale doesn't pass. So, you know, I, ha- I had to make that layup. I missed it. And it was wide open. The defender was nowhere near me because I was gone. As soon as we got the rebound, I ran. Like, this is it. First point. My, my dad's here. My father in law's here. My wife's here. My son's here. This is going to be. A- oh, my God. What have I done?
0: <laughs> did, Steve- did Steve pass you the ball for the rest of that quarter?
2: He's never passed
0: to me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Never knowingly. Actually, I, I I imagine just thinking about it, just trying to visualise it, like having a a free throw moment. Would you would get all the goosebumps because you'd be like, you listen, know, I'm all a bit about the free slower, throw.
1: Fifty percent hey, free throw. That's not shabby. Take that all day long. <laughs> but also, was it psychologically once you got that first one in, was there a Okay, I can settle into this a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think there was. I mean, I would never have noticed it, but it clearly, it clearly was. Yeah, you know, because after that, it was. It, the whole game became easier. I was less jumpy. I was less. You know, I was. You know, when you go your first ever game, probably the same thing. You're like a rabbit in the headlights. You're just running around wanting to do everything, and that free throw just calmed me down and let me focus on actually, this is what I'm on this team to do. Who were you playing? Jordan, did you win? Uh, yes. Don't, but, forget,
0: don't forget, these guys went to the final, Mark. I know. Yeah. I'm just just checking, just make sure these that, guys went all the way to the final. You yeah.
2: know what? The, the Jordan game was a really good settler for us because they they because it was the first one after lockdown because this uh, this was meant to happen in 2020 and it got postponed for two years. So it's the first tournament after lockdown. No other FIMBA tournaments worldwide had happened. So they they we had some in, invitational teams. Obviously, Jordan for those that aren't so good at geography, it's not part of Europe. So they were an invitational team. So the score against them didn't count towards our league position, but we wanted to give them the opportunity to play. It was a great settler for us because we won by about 50. Everybody got lots of court time. Everybody got to go out, be the headless chicken with their jersey on, calm down. So then when it came to the games proper, Switzerland was tough, Spain was... Spain had two NBA, ex-NBA players playing for them. That was a tough game. But we got used to each other by then. We got used to the, the courts and how we wanted to play. And we just chilled out because of that Jordan game. So I think you know that that was one of the main reasons we did well, was that game started all.
0: And going back to something you said, yeah, yeah you get ex-NBA players then.
1: That's what I was just about to say. Like When you're on the court and you go, hang on, I'll watch you. You were on the telly. Okay, so you're an ex-NBA player and I'm on the same court as you. That's yeah. that's weird, isn't it? That's gotta be a weird thing.
2: Yeah. Or oh, an
0: amazing that, thing.
2: It is, it is pretty cool. And this this guy's got a gold medal because he played for Argentina in when they beat the dream team.
0: Okay. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I, I'm just I'm about to get a new <laughs> NBA player turning up to next year's World Tournament. Michael Jordan has never won a <laughs> master's tournament. He's Let's put it on record. Right? He's gonna hear this now yep. and go, right, I've got to get over there.
1: We'll, we'll we'll sort you out a British passport. Don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, if, if MJ said he'd play it, we'd find a way to get that passport.
2: If Shaq wants to get his podcast above yours, I'm sure he's listening to this to get some tips. So, Shaq, yeah, if you're interested, absolutely get involved.
1: I mean, yeah. he can try, but you know, it's the one well, thing that I could block him on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I tell you what, look, let's. I'm just gonna wind back a little bit and just talk about the actual, because I think it's really important to talk about the actual ethos. Yeah. of the fimba G organization and this is just some of the notes I wrote down at Bruce tell me if I'm, I'm I'm wrong but um it's purpose you know adding um again something to your life I know I mean you'll know what I'm talking about now when you're training for fimba you're thinking about that every day aren't you
2: absolutely yeah yeah you, yeah you I, go I, into the you,
0: gym you're running and you're just thinking right yeah. this is what it's yeah. all about
2: you, yeah, we we all have jobs. We're all up early in the morning to go to work. You're up two hours earlier so you can go for a run, go for a bike ride, do some gym work before before work. And then when you finish work, you're doing the same. And all you're thinking about is can't wait for the next training session. Can't wait for the next training session. Yeah, We we only train once a month. You know, Some of the teams we come up against train two, three times a week. They're fully funded by their government, which I remind everyone we're not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we get that once-a-month training session where we come together and we have to be great. And we have 12 training sessions, maximum of 12 training sessions before a tournament for a group of people that have never played together to come together and try and win a medal. And that's why, where I think FIMBA is so different. And the reason that we have that success is because we focus so much on the, 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 the social side of it as well. So we'll always have a weekend camp. We'll always go and have dinner in the evening. We'll go and have a drink together and so on. So you get that bond off the court. So when you're then on the court, you know, as you know, that if you get on with the people you play with, you play better.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah. I've been in teams where we've had superstars and we should have destroyed everyone in the league, but we haven't because we just didn't get on. Whereas I've had teams where we haven't had any superstars and we've gone on to win the league and cups and playoffs and all sorts because we've just had this great spirit on court together.
0: Yeah. And I and think that's, that that's vital, yeah. that is. And I, I, I'm sure any player will, I think, recognise what I'm about to say is the away game, when you're playing basketball, those away games, when you're stuck on a bus with each other from anywhere between an hour and five hours, whatever it is, that is really when the team's coming together.
2: Yeah. I've got a story about, and not to do with Fimbus, I know we're going off topic, but when I played for the Nottingham Knights... We had a, a minibus that we all crammed into, and again, you know, in the night stages, we had some. We had Guy Renton, we had Steve McLaughlin that dunked on Jordan in his high school days. By the way, he's got that poster on his <laughs> wall. It's... Yeah, I would
0: if oh I God. did that. hundred yeah. percent.
1: Yeah. I'd wear a t-shirt every day with that on it.
0: That's that's yeah. how I'd introduce myself. Hey, I'm Paul. I I dunked on Jordan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. forty years ago.
2: I think he had it somewhere <laughs> across his forehead. I'm not sure. um but you know, so you know, big guys. So this bus, we were all cramped in, and we're going up to Newcastle and down to Plymouth, and all these horrible away games. And um, I remember that the the, the, um, the coach at the time had cut out like a section at the top of the minibus where he just stuck a TV in, and then we had oh, an great. extension lead that was plugged into the 12 uh, volt socket that was powering this TV. And the only thing he had was Gone Fishing, which is a dreadful <laughs> film with. Um, Ah, oh, the guy from Lethal Weapon, Danny Glover. It's an awful film. I swear we watched it every away game that season. <laughs> Until one day Mac bought the college tape in, uh, the high school tape of him dunking on Jordan. and Then we just watched that constantly. Just that one clip.
0: <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm surprised he didn't carry that around with him everywhere. Yeah. Hey look, with technology the way it is now, he's got to have that on his phone. That's a gif, he's, he's got uh, it. He sends I- it, just sends it to people. Uh,
2: You'll still have it on
0: (laughs) Betamax. Wow. (laughs) I don't know why this just popped on my head, but this was when uh, I was playing National League Div 2. Um, We had a coach. I don't know if you know him, a guy called Mick Byrne. He's passed away now, but he was England manager, uh, sorry, an England coach. You know, he pretty much won everything in the game. He was ill and couldn't – Alex is going to shoot me for saying this. He was ill and couldn't, couldn't travel, and he always drove the bus. So his son, Alex Byrne, drove the bus. And um, we, got, we got to the venue, but there was like a really long road that was maybe 100 meters, 150 meters. And it had like about 10 really huge speed bumps. And he stopped just like a straight line. He stopped and he went, guys, this is gonna get a bit weird or this is gonna be awesome. And he just floored it over these speed bumps. <laughs> I mean, you had players flying over seats, bags flying. Uh, yeah, But it was good memory anyway. I don't know why that just popped him So out. it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, that, sound, that sounds about I, right. I, I don't think that bus would have lasted many months after that. But uh, we oh, got no. home. That's the important thing.
2: We, um, we were overtaking snow plows once. So yeah, I'm surprised we ever got home as well. <laughs> Anything to stop gone fishing play.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, Right, so the next thing is like, you know, with that purpose, like, you know, ex- exactly what I'm saying, you have that focus, that purpose, you know, and it doesn't matter um, how old you are. But I guess the next thing is vision um, for the actual organisation in, um, you know, to actually be recognised as the leading mas- leading masters basketball organisation for yeah. GB.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty special. Um, and that goes along with... You know we have we have two delegates nikki and maria that are on go to the FIMBA organization they are part of, of, of moving FIMBA basketball forward we're, we're very clear on what we want to do you know we want we want as many people as possible continue to play basketball into, into older age and, and we want to facilitate that you know if those people get the opportunity to play for great britain that's a fantastic thing for them to do if not we have the gb masters which is uh, affiliated to to finba gb and we can find them local masters teams we have the annual tournament which i think is where i might have broken your finger um so yeah, you know there's, there's plenty of opportunities we, we want to help people stay in basketball it's not just about the international stage that's what finba gb and the beautiful kits and the nice shiny medals and and the great experiences are but we want people to play basketball now that that that's really what nikki's vision has been from day one about Finba and if we can facilitate that and give them the opportunity for, for, to play for their country then you know great
0: and i think you gotta argue that the proof and the success of that is the fact that you guys are winning medals
2: yeah exactly i mean when we when we first started i think there were six teams um six age group teams um that's what was originally going to malaga um And then COVID hit and and people obviously needed some kind of outlet. They wanted to, you know, a lot of people, they went one of two ways. You either took up a hobby and did sport or you ate and drank and um, hoped for the best in in two or three years time. And after COVID, we came out of lockdown and all of a sudden we had 14 teams because you had all these other age groups who were like, can we play? We haven't got a team, but hang on, we've got another 10, 12, 15 people that from your age group that suddenly want to get involved in this. So, over that COVID break, it was probably one of the best things that happened to FIMBA because we went from that six team, you know, let's see how we get on, to suddenly we were this organization that, that had purpose, had a mission, had a vision, and, and had some power to actually support the older athlete and continue to play basketball.
0: Yeah. And something else I'm just going to touch on now is what I think is really important is the values that go with FIMBA GB. Um, and I think anyone who's playing competitive basketball can associate themselves with the Fimba gb value so i'm just just looking at um what you guys have got here competitiveness um enjoyment inclusion excellent teamwork respect that's basically everything that you're talking about so far on this podcast
2: yeah and and the players that join us sign up to that figuratively sign up to it because that's why they want to play for us they want to have fun they want to be competitive it may be that they don't have this opportunity to play in their local area so now they're allowed to Yeah, you know, they've been persecuted because of age religion sex whatever it may be we don't do that you know you are part of the Fimber family whether you're 35 70 80 whatever you are you're part of the Fimber family and everybody else in Fimber will support you and what I I really love, and, and I had this at the Wolfpack and I, I've got it with the, the GB40s, the, the female, uh, the women's team that I'm assistant coaching with now as well, is they're not only pushing themselves to get better, but they're pushing their teammates to get better. So it, they're raising the bar for each other rather than just pushing themselves. They, they, are, they are helping their teammates get better. Yeah. You know, it's brilliant as a, as a coach watching and I've never been in this situation before. I've always been a player and so I'm never coaching. Never going to do it, never going to do it. Did it at uni, but um, that was for other reasons. Um, but it, with this, it's great because you sit back and you actually see a player interacting with another player and how positive they are about, you know, try this, or I noticed this, or can you, can you put that past you know, a millimetre in front of me instead of where it is? And they're just constantly trying to help each other get better because of that team spirit and it's brilliant. It's, it's an absolute joy to be a part of and a joy to watch when it's on court.
0: And I actually would say that filters for all the teams. If, yeah. From everything that I've seen and experienced, um, I think that filters through, through all the teams. And the reason I say that, what I've seen from the other teams is that even like uh, on the WhatsApp groups, you'll have like the captain of the over 40s men's is a guy called Woody. I know you know him well. Yeah. Um but he'll post something of him doing a training session. And again, going back to that ethos, that purpose, you're seeing him do it and going, I need to go and do it now. And it's it's why it just kind of just comes part of your everyday life. It's like, yeah, you know, and you, you know, you're getting fitter, you're getting, I guess, mentally healthier as well. And um yeah, it's it's almost like everyone's encouraging and egging each other on to become fitter and better basketball players.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Woody was Woody's brilliant at, at um, those kind of things. You know, him and I have known each other for years. We, we've always been on separate teams. My first ever National League game, he was playing for South Notts College. I was playing for Nottingham Hustlers as it was back then. And he went down the Derby route, went to college in the States, played all over Europe, but went down the Derby route, I'd stayed Nottingham. So we've always had battles. And we kind of grew up through the, the divisions together. Local league, we were in separate local league teams, we battled against each other. Um, when it came to charity games, for some reason we'd just get picked on opposite sides, so we'd battle against each other. It got to the stage where our wives knew if we played each other, because they only us gave us certain injuries and bruises and marks. Everybody <laughs> knew that, oh, you were playing Woody tonight because you've got the scratch that only Woody gives you. Or you've got the bruise that only Bruce gives you it was it' was brilliant and then we got him involved in fimba you know really good mate and I was desperate to get him involved but he was one of those youngsters those horrible ones that you know aren't quite old enough um we got him involved and he just fitted in brilliantly and we were invited to go and play friendly against the 40s men in Switzerland so we went over there and for the first time ever him and I have got the same kit on and it's a brilliant it was a brilliant moment again same kit playing on the same court and they went to croatia together we won a medal together and that was you know we both kind of looked at each other said we've kind of completed basketball
0: yeah
2: (laughs) i mean we, we were surprised the world hadn't stopped turning the fact that we were both on the same side um but the same you know I injured my leg in, in Malaga, and he was sending me workout videos to strengthen the muscles around. He
0: does, doesn't he? He puts loads of workout videos on there, like, this is what I'm doing. And look, that's what captains do. The captains Absolutely. are saying, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, if you want to be on the team, you know, you need to be yeah. following the captain.
2: Yeah, and it's exactly the same. You know, the, the 40s women, we, after a weekend training session, someone has got a picture of them, 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, on a bike, in the gym. And everyone's going, oh, thanks for that. Yeah, we know, we're on it. We'll go now. <laughs> it's, it's not a guilt trip, but it's like, okay, well, if, if you're doing that, I should be doing that too. And yeah. it is, it's really inspirational for them.
0: Yeah. Do you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna quote um, uh, Sebastian Coe, Lord Coe, is Mark it was just about a suck. I could see his face then, Lord Coe. So he was. We're always going up against Steve Cram, wasn't he? Is it Steve Cram? Yeah. And um, it was Christmas Day, and. Co had gone out once and he went to go out a second time and he was like it, it was cold, it was raining, and he was like, Oh, I don't know if I want to go out. And in the back of my mind, back on, sorry, back of his mind, he thought, Cram's going out for two, two workouts today. So I gotta go out for two workouts today. And it's really funny, like 30, 40 years later, he told Steve Cram that story. <laughs> Steve Cram went, You only went out twice? <laughs> It's where that competitiveness kind of you know drives each other um and um yeah i I love i love the fact that as we've grown up you have i don't want to say enemies but you've got your nemesis on court for other teams and then when you turn up to Fimba gb it's like look we're all on the same side now and it's I I guess by the time you get to that age, you've matured as well to the point where it's like those stories where you've got in the hustles and all that with them in in the past on the court. It's like they're fun stories to talk about now and we're playing together.
2: Absolutely. But I actually think it helps massively because certainly Woody and I playing together on the same team. I knew exactly what he was going to do because I've played against him so many times. I know when he gets the ball in that position, what he's going to do. So I know where I need to be to be open and vice versa. So actually playing against someone as opposed to with someone is sometimes a massive advantage. And that's the mix you get with Fimber. You get some that have played together for many years. You get some that have played against each other so they know each other's game. And you get some newbies that fit in and, and bring, bring something else. And it, it yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not like any basketball team you've ever played for.
0: Mark, you would like um, the way Woody shoots. Um, he, he looks a little bit like Kevin Garnett when he shoots. You know where the ball comes All right. further behind, yeah. behind his head. Um, every time I see him shoot, I just think Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett. But um, nice. But yeah. So, so we've gone through, I guess, the ethos um, of and you know the, the the values and stuff of Fimba GB. So one of the things. That people may not be aware is there is an actual committee that I know you're part of. I so am. Let's talk about the committee. So, Fimber GB is big enough now that you need a committee to organize everything.
2: Yeah, uh, and as I said, I think because of the expansion that we had, and we suddenly realised we're, were on to something really good. Um, and we sent a questionnaire out after Malaga saying, "Okay, you know, what did we do well? What did what do we need to improve? Pre-tournament, during tournament, post-tournament." And we thought, you know, to actually build this into what we want to see and how we want this to look we need a committee we need people from different parts of uh, different age groups from different teams so we've got we've got team managers we've got coaches we've got players so we've got a big mix across the men's and the women's teams so we have that different mindset the different viewpoints of what FIMBA should look like but we all have those same values the same mission the same purpose but we look at each individual aspect of what we're trying to do from a completely different angle, which means we get a really good finished product, rather than it being you know just the '40s men deciding what to do or just the '55 women that would only look at a certain way of doing it. Having these different mindsets work on it means that you know we have this beautiful new brand that we now have. Um, it, Rather than just being Fimba GB and our colours are red, white and blue, there's now a story behind it. You know, we have our, our funky sort of street style font on everything. The, the tagline, hashtag the game never stops because that that's us. The game does never stop with us because you can play until you know, most people will probably outplay me, um, but we have it in a, a sort of a street font because it links back to the urban side of basketball. It's, it's, it's sort of building on the hip hop heritage that is so synonymous with basketball. So we have a reason for Fimber GB. We have a branding behind it, and then that comes on to the purpose and the mission and the vision, and then you get your values. And you know what, my values were quite different for what I thought was Fimber GB to one of the other committee members' values because you're looking at it from a different angle. And between us, we came up with this lovely set of six reasons to be part of this so that we all said absolutely. We all of us 100% agreed with everything that was on those values so it's um yeah there's still a lot of work to do you yeah, know there's a lot of opportunities out there um certainly not easy 14 different teams training at different venues uh training at different times with um, different priorities different issues as well um but being part of that and being part of shaping how this is going to look into the future and you know then having that influence with FIMBA Global, of, of, you know, the changes that we can make locally to then build up to the international game is, is, you know, it's just really exciting. It's a nice distraction from the stress and strains of work. And it, it, it's it's just a really, I know I keep saying it, but as a player, as a, as a coach, as a follower, as a committee member, it's just a, a nice organisation to be a part of. You know, every part of it is fun. It's different. it's um, It's interesting.
0: Well, I love the way. Sorry, Mark. I love the way that um, that you've got sixteen teams. So getting all those sixteen teams on one day in the same venue is going to be extremely difficult. But you have all those sixteen different teams that are playing at different times throughout the month, and then all of a sudden you go to a tournament and you're all together. That, yeah. from a committee perspective, that must be really satisfying from for you guys to walk in and go, "This is what we created."
2: Yeah. It, it, it's when when you see, you know, yes, the individual teams are great, but when you see, you know, someone from the fifties women chatting to the thirty-five men, or or vice versa, you know, they're having a drink together, or you're joining a conga line that I think it's the fifty-fives women about <laughs> the conga. Um, you're joining a conga line with these guys round a rooftop balcony, and as the sun goes down, you know, it's it's just it is. It, you kind of walk into there and go right, you know, this this is what Fimber is. This is what we're Helping to 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 get better, build it into something stronger. We want we want to be a major force in in international basketball at, at masters level, and, and we can be. You know, we have fourteen teams. We're, we're one of the most well represented teams, and we're known for our fun. And, you know, people are coming to us. Like the Swiss team came to us and said, "Look, guys, we want to we want to do a friendly with you. We'll we'll host you." Um, they put us. You know. We went to a beautiful place called Veve right on Lake Geneva. We got to play in the the stadium where they're holding the the, the final fours. So we had the you know, the court that they were going to be playing on. And then we got to watch the game in the evening. And that was through basketball. That was because, you know, we beat them in Malaga, and we got on well and we had a beer with them afterwards and we, we had good fun and they wanted to, to keep that going. And those are the kind of relationships we've got with so many other international teams that if, we do want to go on tour somewhere we have someone that will host us or you know we can get them here it's just it, the finba gb family is one thing but then the finba global family is is you know that we could really build into that and and become something quite special
1: yeah so, and sorry so you've said quite a few times about how Fimba are helping players and you know keeping people moving people people in the game it's great for obviously mentally uh, for everything that the, you know, the world's gone through the last three or four years um, what can people do to help fimba what can players do what can the basketball community do and what can people with within that sort of realm uh, mm. of GB what can what can people do to help the likes of Fimba
2: it it's support us it's it promote us it's um, dare I say even donate to us you know we have a lot of a lot of people out there that have that have a, an affiliation with basketball that that have companies they work for that are willing to to sponsor Fimba and and give these players that are putting in this effort you know at an older age um and it is generally is a mass, mental health is a massive part of this as well and uh, I'll, I'll talk about that when I fin- when I finish the sales pitch um but you know do, donate to us you know we have a great website fimber-gb.com um all the details are on there about what a partnership with FIMBA looks like, you know, we're not looking for sponsors. We are genuinely looking for partners. We were looking for people that are going to be part of this journey with us. That are going to support a player that joins at 35 and still be part of our family when they leave at at 70. You know, there are so many opportunities to to get involved, whether it is sponsoring a player, buying us a T-shirt, sponsoring a physio, um, supporting someone with with injury rehab, paying for kits, paying for hotels, paying for flights, paying for food, you know, everything costs. We we worked out that the overall cost for a a single team. So this year, uh, a lot of the teams are doing the World Cup in Croatia and they're doing the European Championships, which is the the big one um, in Italy. So with all the training and the hotels and the food and then the physio and and the cost of the training venues and the flights and the, the accommodation and then the tournament entry fees, it's about 25000 pounds a team.
1: And how many people would that would be under that umbrella of a team, just roughly? 14,
2: 15. Okay. 12 players and then support staff. And then so support staff. Staff. Yeah. it's significant.
1: Yeah, yeah that,
2: that that's somebody's summer holiday. That that you know, we have people that are going to Italy and foregoing a summer holiday with their family because they have this opportunity. And it's great that they're doing that, but it's so sad that they're in that position that they're having to
1: choose. I thought you meant 25 grand with someone's summer holiday bruce i was thinking i don't know what holidays you go on for 25 <laughs> grand but that is i want to be part of that holiday <laughs> <laughs> well now i'm not
2: playing i'm saving you a bit of the tournament for you, so <laughs> a as a coach. So.
1: <laughs> but no i mean it's not it's not an insignificant amount of money is it especially if you said you filled in like 16 teams that's exactly that's, yes. that's, so that's
2: like, anyone most teams have got their own just giving page so have a look on just just giving search for Fimba gb and, and you'll get the team that you want to support with but like I said, there's a lot of information on the website. You can email us at media at dot gbcom as well. Just get in touch, you know, social media, anything that you can do to support us. Benefit in kind, gifts of kind, anything you can do to support this journey and help these these incredible individuals represent their country would be hugely appreciated. So
1: I can see if you're a player, I want to I wear GB on the shirt. I know Paul does. I know loads of people would, that goes without saying. But you've also mentioned all the support staff and 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 all that side of things as well yeah how do you raise awareness for all of this as an organization because it, it, you know we, we're going back to what's the beginning of the interview but you people get to a certain point professionally and they go right i said i'm gonna hang my boots up because my knees are knackered i've had i've torn my acl i've blown this knee out i've done this I've, all sorts of stuff mm. um how do you pitch it to people in a way that they say well, you can still play. Like Your basketball knowledge and your IQ it's just a different type of game or it's a you know.
0: But Mark also it goes further than that. So the physios, they're like okay you're part of this GB team. Exactly. The physio. I remember the first time I walked into training, walked in guy on my left said, do you want me to tape your, your ankles up?
1: You love, I a, I was, you I was love really, a physio, don't I you? I
0: was really shocked. I was like I haven't been asked that for for like 20 years but it's it just straight away it went okay there's a physio okay you've got coach assistant coach you've got that team around them so i think um there's a yeah it's it's not just playing it's that whole exactly package around each team but where do you get those people coming into it as well because it's it's that
1: awareness of it is the pathway
2: i'll be honest that's one of that's one of our, our biggest challenges as a committee is is that that promotion side it's it's using social media in the right way to give the right messages you know we can talk about our values we can talk about our, our mission and our vision but if nobody sees it um and, and nobody gets behind it then it's a difficult one one to push so you know, doing things like this really appreciate the opportunity to to, to come on with you guys and hopefully that will help raise the profile it's you know a lot of our players are coaches so they coach the junior leagues or they're still involved with their old national league teams so even though those guys giving us a little shout out, you know, saying we've got this ex-player that is now part of the Finba GB set you know, the, the Hoods were great for me, you know, when I got picked, they put it all over social media, they put it on the website, you know, they really pushed the fact that they had an ex-player that was now part of this. And then on the back of that, we've got two other ex-Hoods players that are now in the system and in one way or another. So, you know, we just, we need the basketball community to, to rally around each other. Like I said, most of our players are coaching the junior teams. Um, you know we, we need to get more basketball players supporting each other in 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 the, the overall basketball situation in, in GB when it comes to funding is dreadful. The higher we can raise the profile and if we're talking from juniors, so what's that 12 years old, all the way up to now 70, 80 years old, what an amazing story.
1: Is that the oldest player 80?
2: Uh, I don't know ours. I think he is. But there's a there is an over nineties tournament. Bloody owl I know and, and I honestly, might make that.
0: <laughs> these guys I would not want to ref that. They're incredible. I, I would not want to, technical foul. <laughs> I would not want to ref that. Wow. So I apologize if I upset anyone there.
2: <laughs> they're the games that people want to go and watch because these guys are like superhumans. I mean, I'm, I'm 44 and I can't walk properly since I'm done this. what I'm going to be like at 90.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. You know what? I, I never even looked at it like that. I just mm. thought, oh, you've got the over 40s. Brilliant. Yeah. I never even thought over 45s, over 50s, 50s 60s, 60s, all the way 70s. up. To and
2: that's it. Masters basketball does tend to be very focused on the over 40s.
1: Because um, that's, that's what I'm finding is really interesting about this conversation because when we've had people... Um, in the past, talking about say like with Portsmouth Force, the the local team, and they were doing a lot of fun and fundamentals, and you're getting the juniors, and just something simple as this is the same kit that you're wearing, is what the the national league teams playing. So then the kids see, ah, there's my pathway. Yeah. Then they go and play. Then they play local league or national league or whatever it is. Get to 35. Where do people go after that? You- like what? Is, and is, is like, oh, oh, there's, there's the some, cliff off you go push you yeah, on absolutely. some
2: amazing there's, there's players the who don't play tournament but there's nothing really that engages masters basketball you know? yeah, yeah. But that oh they go and play local league and they hate it because they're going up against 16 17 year old kids that are running circles around them and have got no respect for the game and cover themselves in deep heat before they even step onto a court so <laughs> it's a difficult <laughs> thing to 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 find that outlet um when you get to that age and that's where we come in and you know where we'd love to get to is that we have, you know, an affiliation with with every county, so we can say, right, here's a masters organization, here's a masters league, here's a, a masters tournament that's happening in that area. Yeah, that that's the dream, but you know, that we're a long way from that yet.
1: Yeah. What about venues?
0: I think they've got to be specific venues because you've got a lot of teams coming in together. Yeah. So, from um, my experience, uh, some of the uk masters there's like what three or four courts and those courts might have at least two basketball courts um so no yeah. badminton lines no you know what when when me and bruce played against each other it was in um uh w- where is it bruce Worcester. 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 you know before i just this is saying my my son said to me the other day um he said and i don't even know where this came from out the out the blue he said dad Do you know what the three hardest things for a man to say? It's like, no, what? And he went, one, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Two, I need help. And three, Worcestershire (laughs) sauce. (laughs) Worcestershire Anyway, so look, so we were, uh, I don't even know what I was talking about now. Worcestershire, we were playing at Worcestershire. So they had three courses.
2: You were going on about that again
0: so they had three courts and uh, in, the, in the main venue uh, where like the university is funnily enough they're called the Wolfpack as well um, and their middle court is what we would call a purist basketball court which we absolutely love Yeah. the other two courts did have the dreaded badminton lines and tennis courts and all that on it but um, yeah that was a nice court really nice court yeah.
2: you know what I mean you mentioned badminton a couple of times but that's one of the biggest issues in getting venues for training because a basketball team will hire out a court badminton you've got three courts you can hire out yeah. so as a sports manager sports center manager which one are you going to go for yeah it pains me to say it but you know even even bespoke basketball venues have kind of bitten the bullet and gone and yeah, we kind of need to put some badminton courts in
1: <laughs> i
0: i don't understand <laughs> that's a sad day Bruce.
1: it really is <laughs> so i don't understand this they've got these, like, these courts um, where you've got the it's like the matting that they can roll out now and they've got better to the point but I think uh, I know Plymouth have done it the Raiders I think they've done that and it's like a it's a, like I mean,
0: three courts that they tied together yeah but it's kind of like
1: a, a carpet like a mat it's yeah. not quite like the proper click lock it's sort of that in between but that stuff why don't they have that as the badminton court because it doesn't matter then does it
2: yeah like what? What? And then I'm the, not convinced. I, I might be wrong. I don't know badminton. I'm not convinced you need a sprung floor to, know yeah, really help you with badminton. Bruce, we'll we'll, put him we're
0: putting in the car park. Our mindset is a long. Put, Mark, you literally <laughs> just said where I was going. Bruce <laughs> said, "Don't it can be a hard floor." You said car park. Put them in the car park, and it's like, look, guys, you're gonna play two games today. You got badminton, and you got to dodge the cars.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, they don't even need a the net they can just use the car and hit over that right <laughs> this,
1: this look at that Bruce is also saving materials no yeah. nets required
2: sustainability it's, it's a big part of the future
0: I've got to give a shout out to um, the Nottingham uh, uh, is it arena what, what, what's that uh, called
2: the Wildcats arena
0: yeah that's a really nice um, like venue because right. it's, it just looks great feels great and there's like I want to say like six basketball courts there or something like that, isn't it? If you went across the court. Four or
2: five,
0: I think. Yeah, it's a a great venue. Um, I I know GB use it. So, um, yeah. Also, just saying you said about um, master tournaments coming up. There are rumblings about a, a master's tournament in Austria, in Vienna. Yes. Uh, in May as well so that's another one Mark so a team could go to Croatia go to Austria and then go to the championships in Italy what a terrible life that would be okay, it's amazing but, isn't it <laughs> it's amazing
2: <laughs> every, there's, there's probably a tournament somewhere even in Europe every at least every month a Masters tournament that you can go to Spain have hundreds of them you know we've got a couple of really good ones that, that we've been to in the past Um but then the big one, you know, uh, the Fimber ones are, are the big ones. They're the ones where you've got your opening ceremony and you've got your, you give each other gifts before games, and you know it's a real sort of old person's Olympics feel to it. It's fantastic.
0: Oh, are we are. doing like? Is it like the true Olympics where it's like a an eight hour <laughs> ceremony of yeah. Austria, as the L- Yeah, it's all happening.
2: <laughs> it genuinely is. And unfortunately, okay. as G, you kind of go in and there's not much of an atmosphere in the in the stadium because we're Great Britain, so we're quite early on. By the time oh, you, got... at, you
0: do walk in. Yeah. Oh. oh, you do. You Generally, you all go in, you're waving
2: your flag. You've all got your matching opening ceremony shirts. And then the other teams, they kind of walk up and then they sit in the stands and cheer the other teams in. So by the time you get, you know, you want to be Yugoslavia. Because they got every other team's already there, so two hundred and forty people from thirty other countries around the world are cheering Yugoslavia. When they
1: come oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but they're cheering cause they're like hurry up, come on, we yeah, want to go to the bar. On.
2: The bar's not open yet. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so, is there a is there a ranking at all?
2: There is, yeah. So it's based on medals won, um, similar to to, the, to how the Olympics work. Okay. Um, so from, from Either a FIMBA, uh, I think it's the FIMBA World Championship, the FIMBA Americas Championship, and FIMBA European Championships. I think where, if you win a medal in one of those, it goes into your GB pot.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, that's cool. And yeah. we when we, we looked previously at where GB basketball, um, obviously getting under 35, you us classify it technically.
0: You just say the international. The international GB team. GB team
1: our classification in FIBA is like 48, 58, something like that. Is there the same thing for FIMBA? Is, is there a classification worldwide of, of each I of the don't teams? I
2: think so, no, because it's so much different because obviously, you know, a 40-year-old could, could have an amazing team one year, but the next year, half of them are then 45 and half of them stay in the forty. so it's difficult to give a classification. They've all had heart attacks. <laughs> well, you know what? We talked earlier about this the, the mental health thing, and we do this wonderful thing called FIMBA GB Stories, where...
0: Oh, yeah, they're good. They're on our
2: website. They're on our newsletter. We put them over social media. It's where FIMBA people, whether that's players, coaches, whatever it may be, has a story to tell where basketball has helped them. So we've had people with mental health struggles during COVID. We have people that have had heart attacks that were told they're never going to play again, that are now back playing basketball I think You might have interviewed one of them
0: beforehand. The legend, Keith White. (laughs) Yes, indeed.
2: Yeah, you've had ones that, you know, hated basketball, but then their father was an amazing player and as a legacy to him, they're, they're picking up
0: basketball again. You know, she'd be a good one to go on as well.
2: It is just, it is genuinely, it is this family help each other, help ev- anyone to do with Fimba. Everybody wants to help every other member of
1: Fimba GB. It's,
2: it's a really special feeling.
1: You're part of something, aren't you? That's it's why we always go back to with a basketball team and like looking at with the juniors and even uh, just from my even journey. Just you're part of a team you're part of something yeah it matters it's 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 important and you actually learn more about people as you go through you know you're like in the trenches with them so to speak but yeah. it does make
2: sense so, so saying my, my wife went um so she she didn't she, she played younger stopped and then went back to play recently and she walked into nottingham wildcats arena for the locally team and the girl that used to do the table for me when i was playing was her new teammate and she was playing against one of the women that plays for the FIMBA 55s. That obviously they've known each other from, meet each other in Malaga. And it's just like, oh, it's a big hug. And now, you know, they're, they're sort of chatting and helping each other out. And then we're going to help them with the training, help us with the training. And it's just, it is incredible. You know, you just bump into these people from all over the place, from all over the country, um, all just having fun, enjoying playing basketball and, and being successful with it.
1: So hang on, your wife plays as well. Do you guys like, do practice at the same sort of venues or is it like you splitting in different places so it used
2: to be so she used to play for the wildcats when i was at the hood so we got to saw so it the first 10 years of our married life she was on the left hand court i was on the right hand oh that's
1: cool yes we, we
2: didn't cool. even share lifts because i had to give the boys a lift home. So. <laughs> who's the best <laughs> who's the best shooter together because the first 10 years we didn't talk to each other did she pay um, for Fimber gb she does yeah she plays for the forties. she's actually she's actually captain of the 40s women so you know as always she's trumped me and gone no pressure day. then
0: like, no when pressure. Go, yeah. like when you go like when you go to those tournaments you it's like
1: do, do you play like husband and wife horse do you ever do that and like who, who would win this
0: is like love and basketball isn't now, it its it is. now I'm me um,
1: oh.
0: he
2: she used to be a lot better than me like so much better than me um but she, i didn't let it slip and she took time out so i think
1: i'm not editing I time this time Bruce.
2: i don't think i can stand on a basketball court so she'll probably just it'll be closer but i'll probably still just nick it
1: you're saving yourself there bruce <laughs> but this is not getting edited out
2: <laughs> we, we went we went to a friend's wedding um and um in, in, his, his dad is the great steve who who was a great basketball name um and um, so he's got basketball courts all in this school. We have this nice outdoor court. We're all there in our suits and Charlie's in this beautiful dress and um, we're just playing basketball. And then she sets a screen on me and I just plough through it as I would if anyone <laughs> set a screen on me.
0: You know what? I'm visualising Kobe on, uh, you know, when he was playing. <laughs> Power Gasol. I mean, yeah. Boom, yeah. yeah.
2: You did it that was, on your wife. It was a little bit like that. So barge through <laughs> her, get to the left And um, George Branch, another amazing uh, Birmingham basketball legend, said, so, what are you doing? You can't do that. And Charlie just dusted herself up, on, what, wow, It's a rubbish screen." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that's where we're at. We we can't we can't we can't play games um, at home. We can't do board games because we get too competitive. Excellent. <laughs> be the end of a beautiful marriage if we did that.
1: <laughs> but that must be nice though, having someone else who understands that drive with basketball as well.
2: No, it is. It is absolutely. And you know, she she was brilliant for me. And you know, when because I was giving up my family time to train. To, to do this, and you know, it, that was tough, and, and she supported me massively. So that's why when we got the opportunity to go to Croatia together, I was like, right, I'm not telling anybody that I've injured my knee. Coach didn't know. Woody knew, and the physio knew, but I wasn't telling coach because there's no way that I'd have been picked because there's no way I should really have been playing. But um painkillers and strapping are amazing things nowadays. But to get the opportunity to wear the GB kit with your wife at the same tournament and you're somebody nice. there to watch it, it was. Brilliant. And now I get to support her going to Italy and just yeah, I'm so excited and stoked for it. It'd be brilliant.
0: I like the I like the idea is like Bruce is having an uh, a, a debate with his wife and she just gets out the like the sea on her shirt and goes, Look, I've got a C there. You ain't got that. Wow.
2: Well well until we go to until we go to Italy, I'll just get out my silver medal.
0: Oh. <laughs> no pressure. She's under pressure now. Gotta to get to that final. Um, you know what one of the things I, I wanted to talk about was the actual um, quality I think of like the actual standard like I think you 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 mentioned it like you think there is a huge opportunity that Fimba GB can go out and seriously compete in all the age categories um, you know just for like an, an example you've got in the over 35 sorry over 45 men's you got Ex BBL player Mark Jackson. Um, for the men's over forties. The coach is Matt Shaw. You know Matt Shaw, National League Division One, Derby Trail Blazers coach. So that's just two examples. The standard is high.
2: It's, it's huge. Yeah, the forty fives are, are stacked as well. Yeah, they've got Mike Martin, Commonwealth Games bronze medalist. Um, we've got incredible talent all the way through the age groups and male and female you know I'm, I'm i'm kind of looking at the the medals that we've won we've we've won medals at 35 40 70 55 and 60. we've so won they, medals uh, at
1: 70. that is awesome
2: yeah they got bronze, bronze at, at the euros last in uh in malaga yeah, it's,
1: that, that so is we, awesome though
2: we literally all we have other than the 40 45 just the 45 age group that we haven't got a medal for.
1: No pressure, Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know what? I mean, they had, they had it tough. You know, one of their group games was against Italy, who had basically won it for the last 27 years. Um, and they, they had a really tough game against them. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to blame the rest, but a couple of calls didn't go their way, and, and that kind of just derailed them a little bit. Um, but, that you know, the team they had if they're on the different side of the the draw they're in the final easy okay so i'm I'm excited for them in italy
1: so does the basketball standard um as we've sort of just touched on that because players are older yes there is an element of some of the physicality uh I'd, i'd imagine it'd be quite physical but in the same way obviously maybe less sprinting to a certain degree but there is an argument to say that the basketball iq is probably way through the roof compared to like junior games because you guys have got like 20 plus years of running yeah. the drills, running, and like you said, playing with other people and knowing where people are going to go. And you've also played in the same leagues where people, I won't say do certain moves, but people maneuver the ball, manipulate the ball a certain way. So you're used to that. Whereas, uh, you know, that, that tends to be generational, doesn't it? Which is what it's they right. see with people like LeBron when they say, He's played with people who are very old vets, and then he also played with you know the new generations. And he's played between, not blowing smoke up him, but he has had a very drastic change of the actual game itself.
0: I would say is when 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 you're at the training sessions and you see how fast some of these guys are running. <laughs> running, mate. It's oh yeah, it, it, it 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 but you
1: know they're not, they're not 18, and there's a there's a different type of athleticism, isn't it, between an 18 yeah. year old and even a 35 year old. There's just right. different athleticism.
2: It is, and and I think that that kind of makes you be smarter because you haven't got the athleticism. But um, you are
1: more physical when you're older. That's one of the things, isn't it? Because
0: when you're eighteen,
2: you're less afraid of being of getting broken. I think.
0: I think, and forties onwards, like you grew up in the eighties, so it's like yeah. you know you're yeah. used to. You're used to
2: physical basketball. Yeah. Right. I, it, it's funny, you know. That's why I used to love going against Woody because we would come back battered, bruised, cuts all over us, and you know you go against other guys and it's just a bit soft. You think no. Well, That's not why I play the game. I'm I'm an ex-rugby guy. I I want the contact. I I want to. I want to be fighting. I want to be battling. Yeah, I don't want to get a whistle because I. I got got called once for boxing out too hard. (laughs) You box out too hard for goodness sake. (laughs) That's when I knew the game had got a little bit soft. Yeah. But no, you have, you, you've got to be smarter, but I mean, yeah, we, we run. I mean, the Wolfpack's coached by um, yeah, Neil McElduff, who's, a, again, phenomenal coach. Um, One with Hemel and Worthing and, and lots of things down in the South. And his ethos was your offense takes you ten, five seconds. No, eight-second offense, 24-second defense. So as soon as we had that ball, all five of us were expected to be at that other end of the court. And you know, in the close game, so Spain and Switzerland, both hugely physical teams, you know, we were close for three quarters. But in that fourth quarter, we would run them off the off the court, and that's when we we finally got our, our 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 lead stretched because we just ran and we ran and we ran and we ran, and that was such a big thing. Um, so yeah, don't don't think you know, just because we're we're older, we we aren't as uh, as, as quick, you know. Woody actually coached the Hoods Div 3 team when we played them in a friendly. They were, oh, were going against these old boys, you know, this will be fun. We'll run off the court. He said, you won't. There's no way you're going to run these boys off the court. I said, yeah, whatever, coach, no problems. And yeah, he, he was right. We were outrunning them. We were fitter than them. We were stronger than them. We were faster than them. And most importantly, we outthought them.
1: Yeah, it's definitely. It's definitely a, a thing of IQ in basketball that I've appreciated as I've got older, um, rather than just doing well, I said not just doing the fundamentals, but just appreciating not just where you should be, but why you should be there. Just, well I think that's why I'm enjoying
2: this so much is because I was never a great player. I was, I'm like a Dennis Rodman. I'm just a hustler. You know, if you want me to go and hit somebody and hit them hard so they think twice about it, that, that's me. I'll get every rebound that's going. I'll set every screen for everybody else. But I know how, the right positioning. I know where I need to be, and and now in masters my game hasn't really changed that much i'm lost about 20 inches on my vertical but other than that <laughs> my, my game's not really played i still hit people hard I still rebound and, and i get to the right positions and it, it does it just makes you it makes you think a lot more about why you're in that position
1: so what um, what would you like to see in Fimba? what would you like to see happen
0: are uh, you what uh, are you talking about like the next step or yeah, the
1: next few years what, is there is there any like goals or dreams or things that you want? To got to be gold, has not it? You've got to win yeah, gold.
2: I, I mean, I want us consistently winning medals. We, we've got one gold medal, and that and that was um when we did Fimbra at home during lockdown. They did a sort of video skills competition, and I think Mark Jackson was was on the forties. So he helped us win gold, and um, we had Taryn Algar as well. Who's you know a, 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 what are they called street not a street um skills guy that get, travels all around the world doing the skills so we had those two on our team and, and another guy anton from london great great player as well so those guys just absolutely wiped the floor but we've never we've, we've silver and bronze we've got a lot of those we haven't got a gold yet we want to get gold we want to be consistently in the finals at these these competitions as many age groups as we can be
0: and you, you know something that i i picked up when i was watching the um some of the videos and stuff in Malaga, especially in some of these tournaments, was the fact, and I, I love this idea, was the fact that you've got your men's over forties in a semi-final final. You've got all the other G- FIMBA GB teams now. Yeah, man, they're in a final here, supporting you guys. Yeah. Um,
2: it, it was like a home game. It was genuinely, it was amazing. You know. We'll, We were gutted to lose, um, but just having all that support and everyone just coming and, you know, they kind of saw it as the tournament went on. The first few games, you get a few people, you know, a few of the locals coming and maybe someone doing a scouting report. And then as the tournament goes on, people go, well, I don't want to sit by the pool. I want to go and watch another team. I want to go and support GB. You know, we went and watched the 45s loads because of of Mark and and the other guys there that we used to train. We went and watched the women's. We went and watched the 70s men because they're just inspirational. You know, and it, it does. It just builds up that camaraderie and it's so much fun.
0: So, Bruce, what do you reckon the chances are then of in Italy this year of FIMBA getting a gold medal or we'll getting to the finals?
2: I think we're going to get a lot of finals. Um, the gold is tough. I mean, it's one of Italy those things. Italy are strong, you, you aren't they? Into, Italy are really strong at most age group especially on the on the male side the women's side tends to be more eastern european hungary are really strong um i think latvia really strong you know estonia all the sort of old eastern european teams are, are good on the women's side men's it's typically it's germany it's italy you know they're the ones that spain you know they're the ones we come up against but um i think we're gonna get i can see a gold in i can see a gold for the wolf pack um i can see finals at 35 men and women i can see i can see the women's 35 could get gold um yeah i think i think we're gonna we're gonna be in the 40s women will be in for a medal i think the 50s women will be i think the 60s men will be it's going to be interesting. I, I think we'll 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 do better than we did in Malaga.
0: But that, that gold is so no tough. no pressure. Yeah,
1: so. so if you get those predictions wrong, you're doing pen, penalty drinks. Then yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, just checking. That's quite cool. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if this is a silly question. I know um a few people have mentioned it before, but are there like huge parties? Like, do the people actually organise the the actual events? Do they say right after the final? There's a massive party where all like five thousand of you are gonna can come.
2: Oh. Well, yes, yes and no. So there's each team will have its own little party and they might invite some of their other friends around. So it might be a couple of the teams they get on well with and they'll just have a couple of drinks. There's always a thimber party and it's midway through the tournament. So we have a rest day where nobody plays. You have the party the night before. <laughs> And then you have a rest day where none of the teams are playing because it's a it's a party, but everybody goes to the Swiss party. Yeah. Why why is
0: that? The Swiss team
2: because it's mental. <laughs> um, so this, the Swiss team have huge sponsors. Um yeah, they they're they're plowing hundreds of thousands, if not millions, into the, their um masters team.
1: Um and FIBA is based in Switzerland as well, isn't it?
2: yes yeah um and most, most of the players are very wealthy and they just put on a heck of a party yeah it's and if you get to choose one of the parties to go to most will go to the swiss one rather than it's, the one, which i know is a little got, bit it's got the reputation <laughs> then yeah, it is. It's like everyone going, okay, the party's there. When's the Swiss? Is anyone heard from the Swiss yet? Where's the hotel? When's your party? Yeah. Oh, no, we're playing, we're playing Italy the next day. Damn
1: it. So why do you think uh, Italy, why is Italy such, such a strong team historically? Is it?
2: I think that, I mean, they're a strong team anyway in, in FIBA. Yeah, you know, they've got a very big basketball heritage. It, yeah, Yeah, you know, I I was fortunate. I lived and played in Italy for a year. Well, I lived in Italy for for a year at university and played for the uni team. And even the uni team that the press coverage you get for your uni team is is huge. You know, basketball is. You've got football, and then you've got basketball and volleyball. Unless Ferrari are obviously doing anything at all, then obviously that takes over everything. Of course, yeah, you know, such a major, major thing, um, and. As I said, they're fully funded.
1: But you said so about the transition though, that's that's what I'm interested in because it's, they obviously, they love sport and they love these certain sports, but mm. we're talking over 35s, over 40, over 45s, et cetera. So they they're clearly very good at showing that pathway and saying, hey, hey just cause you're not doing yeah. this, keep going.
2: Yeah, and again, it's to do. You know, they still get national coverage, even even at masters level. They're getting national coverage of, of their success.
0: That's you know, very cool.
2: The, the team we played, they still had two guys playing Div Two in Italy. Um, but, I mean, the, forty years old. He, he looked. He, one of them looked like my granddad and was jumping out of the gym. It was scary. He, they're very, <laughs> very talented. I think. Um, I, yeah.
0: And and. So I Go was going to say, Mark Jackson, in his interview, he actually turned around and said. one of the games they were like yeah he used to be the top european scorer you're just about to go up against yeah 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 that's crazy isn't Um, it i mean it's
2: it's so weird when you see these guys and you see the ex-nba players even though they're older and they're broken and and a bit slower you can still see the, the way they hold their body on court is completely different to anything you've ever seen in a basketball game the way they warm up the way they shoot the motion it's just it's just muscle memory yeah they can be looking out the deer and they're still knocking them all down all day long because they just know what they're doing and it, it it's really it's it's great to watch um but <laughs> difficult to go up against the stop but great to watch yeah, <laughs> i was just also
0: going to add you talk about the italians just look at the italians that have just you know run through the city you know every time an italian comes in they're playing at a bloody good standard oh, like no. just remember oh, um, antonio yeah, exactly. santoro remember he came in no, I was it was like, like no, i was thinking of antonio um, exactly that you know, Very to, athletic. For, Very athletic. Stuff, you know he was um you know really really strong player um i, I know yeah. i don't know if this is a silly question or not but does every team have their own name obviously i know you've got the 40s have got the lions so the gb lions and i'm actually looking up in front of me i've got there's some great Great pictures on the Fimber um, uh, Great Britain uh, Facebook page, and I'm seeing Fimber GB Brotherhood, and it's one of the uh, players I know who plays on. It uh, lives on the Isle of Wight, yeah. um, and yeah. I'm, are they called the Brotherhood, or is that? So, in theory, we're
2: all just Fimber GB, and then our age, our age category. Um, we my team was the wolf pack and we kind of started this naming thing um because our, our, our motto was the strength of the pack is the wolf and the strength of the wolf is the pack you know the Eye Kipling saying we had that on our shirts because we were a unit you know we did everything together at, at training weekends and and you know everybody looked at us and our camaraderie and said this is what we want we want to be um we've had a couple of the in in i think 55 men were named after sponsors so we had the herons 55s um and then other teams go well we, we kind of want a name you know we, we're a basketball team basketball teams should have names and so some of them have come up with it um uh, the, the brotherhood is the 45 so it's, it's mark jackson's team and and again it was a similar thing because they're a really close-knit group of guys um and when after malaga there were some other teams that kind of joined in with them so they said hey, we're a brotherhood we we are AGB team, and we're getting other people and local people in, and so on. So that name stuck. Um, whether they use that officially when they go to tournaments, I don't know. But that's the name they'll enter the local tournaments in. That's the other international competitions they'll enter as, as Brotherhood. But in theory, Fimber GB is our tournament name, and then some of them name themselves, whether that's officially or unofficially. Um, but it's nice. It's nice to have a name. You know, it is. It, it, it's a basketball thing isn't it yeah we, we we've got a little and my son gave me his uh, wolf teddy that went to all our training <laughs> sessions went to all our matches it sat at the end of the bench he it had his own profile picture on the website you know his he it was called <laughs> pack the wolf um you know, and he was he it was great it was kind of it was a joke at the beginning and then it just kind of became a thing and he became a, a little good luck charm for
0: us and does oh, each team it. have a different kit or do, does everyone go away with the same kit, home and away kit?
2: Yeah so everyone uh, it was it, again slightly different in Malaga because we had this this um this guy that gave us all pre Jordan kit but but typically we want all FIBA GB teams to have the same kit we want to look the same on court off court um which is why this this feel Nike deal with kit king is such a big thing because you know every single team will have that Nike kit the Nike off court kit um the only difference will be the sponsor yeah. logos because we have individual teams get their own individual sponsors so that every penny they earn goes to that team Rather than trying, because you try and split. Someone gives you a grand as a team. That's that's significant. As fifteen teams, it's thanks, but and that's not yeah,
0: going go very look, they, they, I've seen an image of the like the. I, I guess I'll say that like the, the package, the the clothing package that that you get. Oh, my it looks freaking awesome! Like you have got a home jersey, sorry, a home kit and away kit. Like I think it's red and blue. Um, yeah. And then you've got like your warm up top. You've got your warm-up jog, jog of bombs. You've got... uh yeah.
2: you've got off-court kit to wear to and from the games. You've got a nice little quarters zip fleece to travel in. I've seen
0: um, a warm-up uh, kit as well now. The
2: reversible. Even that looks cool.
1: Do you supply uh, your own pants? What?
2: <laughs> well, we we do have uh, a deal with... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: So you can get Fimba GB pants.
1: Listen, that's you're gonna go for it. You're gonna go for it.
0: You wanted the pants is what you wanted to talk about. The
1: the, 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 well, the other one was pajamas. I
0: think there's a towel. I think you can get a G- Fimba GB towel as well. Actually, let's talk about that. There, you there is actually everything. a clothing yeah. line, Mark, and and the link is on the website. If you go right, I think it's right down the bottom of the okay. homepage. Um, I think uh, it's under the ga- uh, I think I think there's two bits. It's hashtag the game never stops. And there's like some stuff you can do go around with Fimba, the game never stops. And then um yeah. I think the other stuff is Yeah,
2: so we've kind of got we call it the fan gear, which is just generic wear with a logo on the game never stops, Fimba G B in our in our funky street font. Then you've got the Nike stuff. Now the, the Nike kits, the off court, on court, only team members can get that because yeah, that's the specialty of being part of G B. You get this kit that no one else has got. Yeah. But we also have a Nike store where you can get Timber GB kit, Nike branded, at you know great pricing as part of the overall deal that we got. So even fans and, and followers of us can get get their Nike wear through through us and show support for us, which would just be brilliant. I'm, I'm so excited about getting Nike on board. I mean, it's yeah. huge,
0: isn't it? <laughs> it's huge. That is fantastic. Um, and you know, one of the things I I actually love seeing um, a couple of the guys I know have got one. And it's, um, it might have been Jackson who sorted this out, but it's just like a bag, a, G, a Fimba GB bag. And it's got like their initials and their number on it. I think that is so cool. Yeah. It was, was Mark who sorted them. Yeah.
1: I know yeah. the one thing that Paul would want, 100%, it's the Letterman.
0: Oh, like a Letterman jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be really cool. They don't do that, Mark.
1: No, I don't know why because you're it's obsessed. It's like two hundred pound a jacket. Yeah, no, you're obsessed with that. <laughs> yeah, <ones.
2: laughs> that's why we don't. We're trying to we're trying to raise money to go to the tournaments. We can't all afford two hundred pounds. Sell them well. for
0: four hundred, <laughs> Bruce, and then you know there you go. <laughs> um, but that's a really good point, and we, I'm trying to think because of the way you would like supporting Fimba GB, um, and I guess for our listeners, if you do want to support. Fimba uh, GB probably the best way to do it I mean you because you're talking about there's so many teams yeah um, and I know you've, you've said to me off air there isn't a GoFundMe page for all of the teams but I guess for our listeners if anyone does want to you know even if it's a pound brilliant like if 50 like like what Bruce said if 51,000 people put a pound in it's nothing to them yeah. but it's massive to Fimba yeah. GB but I suppose if they put it under, I mean, the team that you're coaching, Bruce, is the women's over forties. Yep. So if they put it under that GoFundMe and just write Talking Basketball Podcast, yep. At least you guys then know, okay, that's for.
2: Absolutely, and we'll we'll put that into the the Fimber pot the, the, for all the teams. You know, that would be amazing. So yeah, it's just, I'm just giving um, Fimba GB forties, forties spelt. F-O-R-T-I-E-S rather than the numbers. Um, yeah, if you put Talking Basketball Podcast on there, yeah, that'd be a great way to donate to the organisation. But if you if you know anybody that wants to support, whether that is as a team manager or as, or as a coach or any other you know, website design, social media, anyone that can help with social media, get in touch. You know, we, we're always looking for volunteers to really help our profile and become part of this. It's not just a monetary thing we're looking for. We're looking for those donations of benefit and kind, of support, of help, of knowledge that we haven't got within our groups to really help push this organisation forward.
0: And the other thing I'd probably add to that, again, it's people, like, from a playing perspective, people trying to get in the team, but also for people who want to help and be part of that, you're part of representing your country, whether it's a physio or... Creating a website or whatever that is, what your field, you're actually, I think, representing your country, even if you're not playing. That's how I would look at it, anyway.
2: Absolutely. You you know, even if you're not playing, you are wearing your GB kit, you have your GB polo shirt. You know, the coaches and team managers have a, a tournament specific GB polo shirt that no one else in the world can get
0: hold of.
1: Is yeah. awesome,
0: isn't it? And pants. Yeah. Yeah. Don't well, forget the pants. Don't forget. That. That's important for you. I'll and, get and you some yeah, absolutely.
1: absolutely. Never. Never got,
0: We
2: can do Fimba GB budgie smugglers as well if, if you <laughs> want to do water aerobics in the pool. It's you all right.
1: I'll bring my own, Bruce. Bring my
0: own. <laughs> and the the other thing I think, you know, we, we should also do is celebrate everyone who is part of Fimba GB. So the way I saw it was through players playing and stuff like that. But, you know, just looking, you know, at some of these, um, some of the players, like I know some of these players, like you know, some of these players, the, you know, National League, you know, representation as far as like, you know, Plymouth is one example here. Um, I think if we could get those National League teams, or even the local league teams, I think celebrate the people who are, you know, making that jump. Yeah and have managed to get into the team or managed to coach or physio, whatever it is and be proud of them.
2: Last year we had a couple of the BBL teams. Um, London Lions was one on the, on the women's side. You know, they did a little, just a video of them after a training session, wishing us good luck. Um, We had a good friend of mine, Jamal Anderson, GB gold medal from Commonwealth. He gave a little good, good luck message, shout out to us. We had the legend that is Peter Andre. Um, Give us a good good luck message, and actually he was he was he was supporting us all the way through. He was you know texting the team and checking how we were getting on and following the progress. That was pretty pretty awesome. But you know it, it was great, and it helps raise the profile. if We can get these BBL national sites, You know most teams have some form of representation in from the GB in one or, one or other of the teams. Um, if you know they can get behind it and, and help raise the profile of us, that would just be huge because we are we are part of this bigger basketball community. And as I said, most of the players are probably coaching the junior teams at, at these sides as well. So we're giving back our experience. We're giving back, and it, you know, it's just, yeah. The more we can help raise basketball as a whole, fantastic. And obviously, Marta's basketball for me now is such a big part of that. And, and it, having 240 players at an international tournament representing GB—that's that,
0: huge. And you know what? I, th- I would almost go as far as to say I think Fimba GB is probably the pinnacle of what a basketball player can achieve i think so um because there's nothing because all of there. us can't go and play for the international you know men's because no. we're not bbl players but there's a lot of national league players so finber gb are, and, is the, the mountain to climb isn't it
2: and as, as i alluded to earlier we've, we've got local league players as well that maybe just haven't had the time to play national league they're, they're certainly good enough They've put the work in to become it but they just haven't got the time because of work family maybe they travel a lot whatever it may be the door's not closed you know, this game is available for everyone Fimba gb is for everybody um and if you're not good enough to make the national team you know we still invite some people back to carry on training with us just because they're great to be around they're a great member of of, of the family and it helps them because it gives them the outlets to play you know especially in the women's game we find women really struggle to find local league teams um which again now i'm part of that side of things i hadn't hadn't realized before they struggle to find local league teams um and having this as an outlet for those females that are no longer playing even though it's once a month they're still getting to play they're still getting to do what they love doing they might not get make the team but they're still being invited to the camps and join in and you know be part of that journey uh, which is lovely
1: I think there's an opportunity for, uh, I will not say FIMBA globally, but as that whole organization in that respect of the awareness, because I, I follow basketball, didn't know it existed. Simple as that. Yeah. D- just didn't uh, know it existed. And then when someone, it was, it was when Andy, we are talking about Andy Rowlands and he was saying, oh, we're doing some doing some stuff and still playing, we're going to do something with GB. I was thinking, really? How, uh, how are you? that doesn't make sense like surely they're all like 26 28 no no this is in masters and go. oh didn't know that was a thing
2: exactly and and you know anybody that that thinks they have an opportunity or just wants to see what it's like yeah get in touch go through the website contact us get in touch because i did and it's been brilliant and i've loved every second of it and i'm so involved in it now you know it's just seeing it from all the different angles is such a is such a, a brilliant thing to be a part of um and i never thought i'd get to wear a gb kit i never thought i certainly never thought i'd coach a women's team but i'm doing it and i'm loving it um so you know get in touch get involved um it doesn't matter where you've come from you know most of the players that we have now are because they've been invited by another player that already knows about finber
1: so it- once you've done this round are you going to be suiting back up Depends how the rehab goes. And and, uh, and depends
2: how the conversation goes with the wife as well. <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> well, look, Bruce. You Which got, one's more painful? You got two over 75s. <laughs> so, I know. Yeah, there I, we go. No problem.
2: The, the way I'm feeling today, I, I reckon I might just be back in time for that one.
0: <laughs> I, I love that. I love the idea that a family can go away and they support one or the other. And it's just, magic. That is, yeah, representing the country doesn't get better than that doesn't get better than that um no,
2: it, it doesn't it, it's it's brilliant you know my my dad lives abroad, um and, and obviously didn't get to see him through lockdown and then he was in malaga supporting me and it's the first time i've seen him in two and a half years and it was just he was there he was there to see me get my silver medal and he was there it's one of my favorite photos i've got the union jack around me he's cuddled in with me I'm, he's looking down at my medal i'm looking down at him and it's just brilliant it's amazing. It's one of my favourite photos in the world. I'm not gonna it,
1: lie. I'm disappointed you're not wearing the medal right now, Bruce. But I'm just saying.
2: Well, it's because I wasn't sure I'd ever get to play. I it thought you like, like were gonna come on with like flavour flav. In the, the Union Jack behind. Yeah, just
1: <laughs> but, start as you, you knew it was
2: If it was gold, it wouldn't have been taken off ever. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of that's a lot of the inspiration for me wanting to get back is the fact that. I've kind of still got unfinished business. If yeah. i never won a medal, it'd be fine. But silver's like, come on, yeah. so close to gold.
1: So if Mrs. Bruce goes away and gets a gold, how's that going That's to... pressure. Uh, how's that pressure
2: going to sit? i 100% coming back. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: that you know, would when, be when great. Bruce was
0: talking about his dad, I couldn't help think his dad, like, in his first game, Bruce, that's a layup. <laughs> <laughs> yes. St- second one, that's a layup. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pressure. Yeah,
2: coach,
0: coach didn't bench me, but my dad did. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, look, I mean, I, I, I think um, I mean I, I'm been quite open, like on a lot of our podcasts about FIMBA GB. I think it's uh, an absolutely amazing organisation. It's great that it's open for anyone to, you know, have the opportunity to get involved, playing or coaching whatever aspect they would like to try. Um, and yeah, again, if anyone does want to um, get involved, obviously go to the website for sponsorship. Obviously, the um, the over forties women go to that just giving page, and just write. We'll Talk put we'll put Podcast. the links.
1: We'll put the links in the bottom of this episode. So if you listen to this episode, they'll be in the notes somewhere. we yeah. put the links on there.
0: And again, I, I will. I, I will. I think finish with with. There is nothing cooler than having the opportunity to play for your country. Simple as that. No. 100%. And getting pants. <laughs> you you really want these pants, I'll don't you? I want those pants. I'll get you some pants. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I've said this before. I think I think the podcast should go to the European Championship. Sounds interesting. Because you've literally got an episode a day, haven't you?
1: Yeah. Well, except for the day off. We're not going to break that. <laughs>
2: yeah, you, you, you can DJ the uh, the Swiss party.
1: Just everyone will be garbled and uh, it'll be a mess. Yeah, lovely. Well, that that was uh, you know very insightful because as a cybers, I just didn't really have an understanding of where Fimber fit in the whole you know ecosystem, I guess, of, of British basketball. So it's really... Yeah. and to understand how big it is and how. Not just impactful it is for players now, um, or players who've played in the past, but you know the juniors. It's like there is a whole basketball. You can be playing basketball for fifty years. You know, when yeah. you're twelve, you can, you can play yeah, it for fifty it's, years. It's not a sport that you're just going to drop.
2: Exactly. I, mean, the, the, like I said, our tagline: the game never stops. And that's great. That is. That is the it.
0: Game never stops.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it is, and it on court, off court.
1: Say, same it's great uh, well I'd, I'd say that's uh, yeah that's a pretty good one for this week um, Bruce thank you so much for joining us and taking the time out oh, I really thanks, appreciate bro. it really good if you really want to get in contact with Bruce drop us a message obviously contact him directly we'll have all the details on our episodes go back and listen to some of our episodes if you haven't listened to them before I have been Mark I have been Paul
0: oh I've been Bruce yeah <laughs> That big point helped. <laughs>